Hello, viewers. Thank you for joining me. This is not your mom's podcast. If you're looking for another podcast, that's okay. You don't need to turn away. Listen to this one and then go find that other one because this one's going to be just as enjoyable. And maybe you'll like it and come back for more. My name's Bob. I'm your host, aka also known as Mr. Incredible, Incredible Hulk. Um, you know, your grandma's favorite cookie taster. I've been known by a lot of things. So today's episode, we'll be talking about a lot of different things. One first topic is Pinterest. Now, I'm not coming off like, oh, Pinterest, guys, have you heard of this amazing app before? It's so new. I get it. I've been pinning for six plus years now, since the beginning of it. I don't know how I got wrapped up into it. I just heard about this Pinterest and jumped on and was like, oh, I would totally like to start painting things, putting things on there, sharing, and created some boards and got some popularity where I've seen up to... 3,000 repins on one of my one of my pins it happens it's great I don't think there's as big of a popularity market as there is on Facebook or Instagram you know like Instagram star I don't think there's a Pinterest star but I definitely call myself a Pinterest because I am just all over the place making up big messes and uh, that makes no sense I don't think I make any messes Pinterest I just mean I'm persistent just a name I gave myself, okay? Just deal with it. So I've been pinning for years now, and after six some years of loyalty and bringing popularity and sharing things, I had a disagreement with the legal department or whatever department you want to call the department that says I'm under misconduct and I'm doing things against policy, which I wasn't. So the backstory is I was pinning things. I have one board that has to do with art and the female form and different things I find really beautiful and gorgeous like tattoos and women with tattoos and different hairstyles and different things like that. And some of them happen to be very artistic photos of naked women because I feel like the female form is very much a piece of art. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's amazing. So I would pin those. I wouldn't put them up. Like there's a difference. There's two ways you can do it. You can find somebody else's pin that they uploaded. You can grab it and then pin it to your board. Or you can then upload a pin, put it on Pinterest, and then other people can pin from there. One takes a lot more like actual breaking of the rules where I'm going to put this on here knowing it might be against the rules. The other one is somebody already broke the rules and they didn't catch it. So I pin it. I'm not responsible for that because I I assume, which maybe that's the issue, but my expectation, which could bring disappointment, is that your job is to make sure that nothing inappropriate comes through onto Pinterest. Like that's your job. And so if it's on Pinterest, somebody else uploaded it, and it hasn't been removed, I, my feeling is I get to repin that for 
that is what this app is about. So I was repinning beautiful artistic drawings, paintings, and different pictures. And then out of nowhere, I get something that says that I'm breaking policy because my pin breaches um, some misconduct. And I'm confused because I'm just repinning what somebody else did. So you're saying that I'm being penalized because somebody else uploaded this pin. I liked it and I put it on my board. Like, I understand, remove it if it breaks policy. That's great. You're taking the time to look through your pins or your apps, your safety department or your, what do you call it, HR department, whatever department it is that's supposed to make sure that nobody puts up anything inappropriate, has found this pin. Great, good job. You did your job. And now you're removing it from everybody's board. Great. Thank you for that service. Yet, I'm not seeing why I'm getting penalized for repinning something that you allowed in the first place. Or you at least just not seeing that, hey, this person saw it, they liked it, they repinned it. They didn't know it was against policy because they didn't upload it. So, why am I getting... uh, even mentioned like why like I get it tell me like hey this pin's inappropriate I'm like all right cool thanks for removing it I uh I didn't want it anyways so this started happening a few times and I was like okay my pins are being removed that's fine I get it and then out of nowhere I get this letter that is a direct threat that I will be removed during, well, actually, side note, I had a board that was completely removed. They took the board off because the board had a lot of different of these pins on there because that's the topic was more of appreciation of the female form and they felt that was somehow not art, which I disagree with and art is in the eye of the beholder. So as Pinterest, the company, they don't believe the female form is art, which is fine. And they removed an entire board. So I'm like, that's that's okay then. I guess I don't get to have that board or anything on that board. And then out of nowhere, I get a, like I was saying, a direct threat that says, you are going to be removed from Pinterest entirely if you do not stop what you're up to. Like I'm maliciously attacking somebody or I am trying to bring down the entire establishment, which is Pinterest. Like, I didn't try to do anything like that. I was just appreciating something. And they're like, we will remove you and take you down if you try to go against Pinterest. And I'm very much like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I have years and years of work put into this. I have followers. I have fans. People are following my boards. I can't let them down. So I was feeling threatened. I was feeling backed into a corner. And I was kind of upset. So I tried to reach out to their legal team and it's impossible to talk to anybody. Do you know Pinterest does not have a phone number? Nowhere. There is no phone number to talk to anybody from Pinterest. Look it up. If you find it, please tweet it at me at the nymph or email it to me at notyourmamaspodcast at yahoo.com. Because I would love to call them and talk to them, but there isn't. I don't even think there's an email. Like, I emailed back to them, and they didn't respond. 
So I think that's a one-way automated service. So Pinterest has no customer service. They don't give a shit what anybody thinks at all. They're like, this is us. Fuck you. We're a dictatorship. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want any questions. You just have to follow our rules and get over it. And if you have any troubles, good luck. Deal them yourself. I'm not even helping with your troubleshooting either because you have no way to reach me to ask questions or to talk to anybody, which I think is very ineffective and kind of bullshit because I think somebody should be able to talk to somebody. Also, it's eliminating jobs, right? Like, hey, you could have a job where people just answer calls and emails. So so I had no way to talk to these people, to reason with them, to kind of, I was just curious. At this point, I wasn't even mad, actually. I was like, how am I getting threatened to be removed from Pinterest? Like, how is that even a thing? And I just wanted to talk to somebody for them to explain it to me how I could be put in this position. So that wasn't possible, though. There was no room for that in Pinterest's life. Pinterest was saying, nope, not going to happen. So I eventually, like, stopped using Pinterest and took a big, huge hiatus. And if I did pin, I was very cautious to not pin anything, which I felt was kind of crazy. That I, Like, the freedom, like, right? We have all these rights, these this bill of rights. We have these freedoms, freedom of speech. I don't have the freedom to pin what I want to pin on my board. If you don't like my board, don't come to my board, right? Like, that's just what blows my mind is I'm just trying to show what I like, what I'm expressing. And if you don't like it, you don't have to come to my board. You don't have to follow my board. You can unfollow me anytime if that upsets you. Like, our ki- and I'm guessing it's because kids are on Pinterest, which I'm thinking should be more of the regulation, not what I pin, but who you allow to be on Pinterest. There's got to be other regulations you can put in, like, all right, make my board X-rated, and you need to put in your driver's license or your age so you can't view it. Like, that's how it is for other different mediums, like YouTube, other different internet access, like Google has different parental guidances. So if that's the case, or if it's not, maybe that's not the case. And if so, then why can't I pin what I want to pin? I just think it's funny that Pinterest threatened me. That's what kind of is hilarious, that I got into a a fight with Pinterest. I never had a company say that to me. I've never had a company come after me. I've never felt like I broke any guidelines that a an app has laid out for me. So it was kind of crazy. And I guess that leads into most social media, right? Like I think on Instagram, you can post pictures, nudes, I guess. Let's just go with one extreme of what's not accepted. You can post nudes as long as the nipples are blurred out. Everything else is completely fine. Okay, and crotch. Let's be honest. I'm not saying that they can just put all pussies all over the place and just big old camel toes. Actually, camel toes are up there, but you can't just have a bare crotch of a woman and then the nipples are the only thing they worry about. I'm just saying that like you can see a woman's full breast as long as the nipples are out like the like the nipple is the best part of the breast let's be honest but that also is the same quality or the same characteristic that men have 
but yet men are constantly shirtless on Instagram. If anything, I think Instagram is overrun with bare-chested men. I think there's too many bare-chested men on Instagram, let's be honest. There needs to be a petition put together that there needs to be less bare-chested men on Instagram. And I'm sure there are a lot of women out there who would hear this and be like, I disagree. I'm fine with it. I'm coming from the place of equality. Like, men can just post their bare-naked chest on Instagram all day long, and then a woman wants to expose herself, share her body, her love, her truth, and it's it's not it's not completely negated like of course like i said you just have to blur out the nipples and sometimes and even then maybe they're removed earlier or whatever but like the fact that you can't just be yourself and you have to censor yourselves but men don't just blows my mind it makes me think of how many times over in europe i've never been so i'm not coming from a place of like when i was in europe I've experienced this, this, and this. I'm not saying that. I'm experiencing that culture from a distance and hearing that there's the censorship is completely different. Drastically different over there. Even with curse words. Like, I watch British television on YouTube. The BBC is amazing. I watch that all the time. And... My experience of that is they get to do what adults want to do or get to do to a a degree, of course, knowing that if they don't want people to see it, then the parents won't let them see it. Like the fact that anything's accessible online deems that if they really want to look, they will. So at the end of the day, it's always about the parenting. It's always about what you set up for your kids so that way they don't do it. And if even if it's not for the kids and it's adults that don't want to see it, don't go looking for it. I'm just so confused about the over-censorship that we have here in America. So I think it takes away the personal responsibility. Like this company called the it's not the FCC is it maybe you know how I know that it might be because the FCC won't let me be let me be me so let me see (laughs) try to cut me down on MTV will it feel so empty without me that's how I know it might be the FCC anyways this company has to decide all these things for us we don't get to decide for ourselves we don't get to decide for our children we don't get to do any of that We don't get to teach what to do. It's done for us. When I think we're very capable as a society, as humans, to be able to make that decision. You know, like if I turn on a channel and there's a a donkey fucking a girl, like, yeah, that's illegal. I get that. (laughs) Very illegal. But it's in Mexico, completely okay. I'm not saying it should be okay here. What I'm saying is if that's on TV and I turn it on the channel... And I don't like watching that, which I don't think I would. I've never seen it. I don't know. So I turn that channel on. I don't like what I'm viewing. I turn the channel. That simple. I was responsible for what I wanted to see. 
So I took it into my own hands to remove that from my sight. And people might say, well, what happens if your kids jump out and see a, a girl being fucked by a donkey? I'm sure they're scarred for the rest of their lives. I get that. That's a possibility. Yet with the right parenting or parenting that works, that would be already discussed. That wouldn't happen. There'd be things set up. And that's taking personal responsibility that I am responsible for my child. And then my child's responsibility for their actions. Of course, at a certain age, they obviously don't know any better. And that's the beauty of life is you learn those things. I'm just saying that if I turn on the TV or if my child, like say my child wants to watch TV, like I will have parameters for it. They don't get to touch the remote. You put the remote away. Or if they do, like there is ways to do it because there's still things online that leak that they can find. And you know what? As a society, we're not prepared for that. We're, we're pushing all of that on other people. Like you need to stop this from being here. You, 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 you. That's all I'm hearing is you do this. They need to do that. Not what I am going to do. Nobody's taking personal responsibility for themselves and the raising of their child. Of course, there can be support. There can be both ways. It could be and or, or it can be and both. Where I will take care of my personal responsibility and my child and would love if you supported me by doing some censorship or some screening or whatever. Great. But I'm not hearing that. I'm not hearing that at all. So I think there's a beautiful growth when you take more control and empowerment that you decide. You teach. You provide guidance to your child or to yourself or to anybody. And I'm not saying that TV should have donkeys having sex at all. That was just an extreme example that I decided to pull out of my brain. But it could be anything. The offense can be taken from any program. I could watch a State of the Union address, see the President of the United States, or any other diplomat, any other congressman saying things, and it could offend me the words they're saying because their view is different than mine. They feel that women shouldn't have a choice or they should have a choice when it comes to abortion. All those really touchy subjects could be said and I could take offense. So am I to take personal responsibility and just turn the channel or have that be an own growing and processing moment for me of why am I being offended by this? Or do I call the FCC and tell them, hey, you need to take this off of our airwaves. It's offending me. It's offending my child. I don't think that will work because they don't see it as that. Because their perspective and there is all that. So they now have this hierarchy and this choice of they get to make the decisions on what everybody gets to see. And that doesn't feel good. That feels disempowering for me that they're going to try to take that away. And I'm working through that where I'm trying to empower myself that I get to view what I want to view, see what I want to see and experience the way I want to experience it the way I can. You know, so it's, it's just a unique way to look at the censorship of everything TV media and then the funniest opposite side of that is the lack of censorship on other things there is no censorship of the most depressing violent news in the world the news shows nothing but uncensored violence 
blood, gore, terrible things that happened, tragedies, all of that. That's uncensored, shoved in the faces of Americans every day. Rarely do I see like good-hearted pieces. Like that's starting to grow from my experience. And I also want to acknowledge if I see if I say never always, I don't mean never and always. Those are exact like I may use them just cuz I've grown up with using them so often and hearing them, but I don't want to speak in, you know, drastics, you know. It's never, never, and it's not always, always. I just want to get that out of the way. So I don't see good humor pieces that often. I feel we're starting to push for that as a subculture. There's a little bit of those, like, in the news or maybe on... YouTube or the radio. Sometimes like, hey, here's a here's a good story of the day. Like one story, good one story of the day. And yet the the day is filled with stories, most of it shit, most of it why life sucks or why we're going to the world's going to end or why you should be scared to go outside. Very disempowering news is being jammed into all of our ears and eyes and hearts. Not empowering stuff. You know, I think you'd be very empowering when it comes to owning your body, owning what it looks like, and owning who you are, your truth. And that's censored. You know? trying to sexually suppress America and I feel like other cultures that are sexually suppressed you know see I see a lot of war through that you know suppression and all of that I don't want to get too deep into that I feel like that's going to go off on a tangent that could completely take this episode or podcast in a a way I didn't foresee it but that's life. Sometimes it takes turns that you didn't expect. This originally supposed to be a comedy podcast and it'll be funny. It's funny, hopefully sometimes. And it'll get funnier when I have guests on and it grows into that space. But sometimes life isn't all about laughter. Sometimes it's about growth. And I just want to talk about what I want to talk about. So that was definitely one of those things. So I appreciate you listening. It may sound like the episode's over. I'm not sure if the episode's over. This is very much a flow episode. It's been a while since I've put out some content. I do apologize if there's anybody out there that actually listens and has been waiting. That'd be amazing. That sounds like great loyalty. But for those who don't even notice that it's been a while, that's fine. You're probably busy with your own things and time flies when you're busy. Get it. That's why I haven't had time to post a podcast because life happens. It's beautiful. No need to judge it. No need to shame it. And I know some of this is tiptoeing on technology and that's going to come in an episode. (laughs) Part two of the first technology, which happened a couple months ago. I know you've been itching for part two. It's going to be good stuff. I'm looking to get a guest, Tom Grogan, good friend of mine. I can't wait to get him on the show. So that's where part two of technology is coming in. And this seems like it's in the technology realm, but I'm not talking about technology too much as 
censorship. It it turned into censorship. I thought it was going to be about, you know, ridiculous app feuds or the Pinterest feud, but it actually directly had to do with censorship. So I'd love to hear what other people feel about censorship. Don't feel afraid to reach out to me. I would love to open up a conversation about that. I'm completely open. I have no real dog in the fight. The only dog I have in the fight is that I would like more freedom when it comes to self-expression and owning your truth and showing who you are. You know, I don't want anybody to attack anybody or to do anything like that, but if it's just I want to be me and show me and express me and have the world see me, I don't think anybody should be put into a box or, you know, silenced or anything like that. Because even if somebody's ridiculous, like I said, you have a choice to walk away from it. You don't have to view it. You don't have to listen. You don't have to believe what they say. You know? As long as they're not maliciously hurting somebody, that will always never fly with me. Like hate speech? Yes, there's a freedom of speech, I get it, but hate speech doesn't work. Um, I'm not saying we should silence them. I'm just saying it shouldn't be advocated. It doesn't do anything. Yet it shouldn't affect you. Like if somebody says, I hate you, you're a piece of shit, you're low on the ground, get it. All of those are actually painful because we've given words so much power. We've given words so much weight throughout you know how we were raised and what we're told and how society deems words so when somebody says those things yes instinctually those hurt but then when you become bigger than what words are and realize that I'm in control of my emotions and how I feel towards those it really lifts off so much weight and gives you a freedom of that attack or that pain, you know, because at the end of the day, they're just words. And if they hurt, that's because you feel there's truth in them. So why do you feel that there's truth in them? So that's a lot of internal work for you. If somebody says you're disgusting and I hate you and you really get bothered by that, maybe you feel like you're disgusting. And then you go, well, why do I feel like I'm disgusting? What do I do that disgusts me? How much do I hate myself? What is that that word hate? Why did that bother me? And you know, and if you do things that disgust you, either accept them or stop doing them. You know, I know I'm simplifying a lot of this, but sometimes life can be pretty simple. It can be. If you let it be. It's funny how much power we give words and what words mean and all that stuff and how we let that affect us not used to define or empower, but sometimes used to disempower or manipulate. And I'm sure that happens all over. Languages, continents, for different reasons. So, it's such a big topic, we can just touch base on it a little bit. Like the word used, I think I was talking to somebody a while ago, a good friend of mine, and we were talking about the word used and how much it has such a negative connotation to it. But it doesn't have to. 
if it's broken down to a very neutral place. Like, if you use me and I use you, it's mutual, it's beautiful. Is it bad? Or does it even have an emotion? Is it good, bad, right, or wrong? Or is it just neutral? Because we're all technically using each other for something. You know, like our employer boss is using us for our labor and we're using them for money, right? It's like a transaction. So by definition, I am doing this to get this, right? Is that what used means? Like I use this rag to wipe something up. But it's it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Because you wash the rag out and it's fine. I don't know if that works as it being an inanimate object. But just the word used. It was funny because I heard that. And I'm the one who had a reaction to it. I, could, I was like, whoa. And then I went, wait a minute. There's something there. What's there? And so I really dove deep. What was it used? It feels like you're taking and not receiving. Like used is a taking. I'm using you for this. Well, if I know about it. Is it a bad thing if I accept it or I choose for it to be? Like I'm using, like if I'm hanging out with somebody, they, I bring them joy. Like that's why they hang out with me. So technically they're using me for the joy I provide to them. Now me as somebody who loves providing joy, I see no, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I hang out with you because you make me happy. You're, you're using me for creating happiness. That's great. Because I enjoy making you happy. And I'm using you for the happiness and joy I get from making you happy. Right? Like a comedian uses an audience for not only money, but, you know, reassurance and affirmation that they're funny. Like he's using that audience as a platform to remind him that he's funny or prove to him that's funny or to use material. There's nothing wrong with that because they all signed up for that and they're there because they're using him for laughter. Using him to allow them to escape for a little bit, to laugh at something, to hear something new. So I love that that word when used never really See, I said never again. Almost rarely is seen positively because of the constant negative use or negative view of the word. So that's kind of powerful to think outside of the box of how these words are affecting us and what power we're giving them and how to take our power back. So I think that's just an interesting thing that I, I'm going to probably have a full episode on that because that's a very huge topic that I've been diving deep into when it comes to my self-development and gaining my power, you know, finding my power back. That and it can come to, of course, that brings back to censorship of the power we give words is why we're being censored because our words are hurting or people are finding offense in those words. So it's all beautifully wrapped into a massive iceberg under the water, and I'm just on the tip of it.
which is okay. We don't need to dive deep today. Just what's on top of my brain. Big, beautiful brain of mine. I shouldn't say big. It's probably not that big. It's probably average size. It's probably average size. Something crazy. So. It has been very beautiful weather. It's finally proving to be summer. I think spring was completely skipped. I don't think we had a spring. I think spring came, went for like two days, and then boom, summer. Summer's here. Spring never came, and it was fine. I think everybody was, like, spring's one of those, what, like, seasons that everybody's like, okay, what's well, like, okay, spring, we get it. We get it, spring, you're here for a little bit. It's nice to see you. Now, where the fuck is summer? Like, can, can you move out of the way so summer can come in? Like, you don't always have to walk in and introduce summer and be like, hey, everybody, my name's Spring. I just want to, like, a opening act at a concert. Spring is like an opening act at a concert. Nobody came for spring. Nobody came for spring. Everybody's like, yeah, I get it. Play your sets. And then let's let's have the encore, the main act, which is summer. Can we please just hurry up to that? But Spring this time didn't even do more than one number. Came out, played one song, and Summer was like, all right, I think they get it. And then came out, and now we have Summer. So now we're in the middle of the Summer concert, and I don't think I was prepared for it. I know my skin isn't prepared for it. I don't have my fleet of Summer products that protect me because I'm very fair-skinned. If you don't know me, I am Irish-German, which means I am... A sunburner. I'm a sunburner. Um, I don't know if that's like a team name, but if it was, if I was ever to play on a basketball team, would be we would call the sunburners. Sunburners. And I don't tan unless if I somehow take very careful steps to do it. I did it once, maybe to tan. It was for San Diego. I did these weird sessions inside of a booth. Or a table or a bed. I don't know. Tanning bed, tanning booth. It was weird. It was uncomfortable. It's not made for big people. I tanned like 80% of my body because 20% is just at, at angles that can't be seen since I'm squished into this anyways. It's not like I can sprawl out and be like fully open to tan every spot. Like I'm cramped in this bed. I'm cramped in this standing booth where if I move an inch I'm touching hot bulbs just didn't work but I did the I did like a couple sessions of that which is a a base they say and then when I went to San Diego I literally put on SPF 100 which isn't a spray it's like a a thick gel that creates this gel coating which is almost like clothes it's as thick as clothes it's liquid clothes that's what SPF is it's actually liquid clothes that you put over your body so that way the sun has no way to get even close to your skin. And I think that's kind of how I tanned. I don't even know if I tanned. I'm sure I just was a little red. Because that's what I do. I go straight from lobster red to pale white. Those are my two shades. And so I would put that on and I went and laid on the beach. And what you don't realize is that this liquid <laughs> this liquid clothes I put on with the SPF 100 is very sticky. So I'd go on the sand and lay down and I'd... I would roll around and I'd get up and I'd have a sand suit, 
which is even better because who doesn't want a sand suit? Um, felt super comfortable. It wasn't at all a terrible experience. So it was just a a fact about me is that this season is not my favorite. I would be the guy who would have came the night before for winter, did the winter concert, and the next day would have been like, fuck this, I ain't going to see summer. You, I'll be at home. You guys have your fun at that concert. I saw my concert, the winter concert last night. It was great, no sun. It was beautiful. And you just have your fun summer concert. So with that, I always have to prepare. If I don't prepare, because I don't always prepare. If I don't, I burn and I learn. You burn, you learn. That's that's what I grew up with. You burn and you learn. And so I learned to always have not sunscreen. I think people get that confused. They're like, would you like some sunscreen? And I go, no. I don't want that bullshit. I need the sunblock. Because this isn't like a nightclub where I'm trying to screen who I want in and out. Like, it's not like the sun rays. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'll have uh, you come in. No, 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 not you. I'm not screening anybody. The sun isn't being screened. I want it to be like that drunk friend who cock blocks for, or that, that one friend who cock blocks for her other friend. You know, the one that's like, nope, no dick here. Get the fuck away. That is a no-go zone. My friend is not having sex because I'm not having sex. Get the fuck out. That. I want it to be blocked. I want it to be not even none. I don't want none coming through. My skin can't handle any of it. So when people ask me, do you want sunscreen? I go, no, I want to block the fuck out of the sun. The sun, I want to not touch my skin. So that's a fun little conversation I get to have. And I'm uh, excited to do it all over again. As the sun is very much out. It's sweltering hot out. I'm miserable a lot of the days. But it's good. I just need to get used to it. Just need to get used to it. So. (laughs) I think that's a beautiful way to end. You know. Because as I end. Hopefully you're either out in the sun. Enjoying the day. Or you're about to go out and have fun. And be active. So I appreciate you guys stopping by. Um, this has been Not Your Mom's Podcast. I'm Bob, a.k.a. Mr. Incredible, a.k.a. Incredible Hulk, a.k.a. your grandma's favorite cookie taster. Not your grandma, my grandma. Actually, any grandma. Grandmas love me, and I love grandmas. Not in that way. So have a great day. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. You can find me and reach me on many other social media platforms, such as Twitter at the Nymp. T-H-E-N-Y-M-P, Instagram at Not Your Mama's Podcast, on Tumblr at Not Your Mama's Podcast, and you can send me an email at notyourmomspodcast at yahoo.com. Cue up the outro music. Bow, 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 man, na na na, bow, 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 man, na na na, bow, 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 man, na na na.